Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Katafamo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the postseason and managerial candidates again. A couple more managerial candidates have popped up for the Angels, so we're going to be breaking that down, breaking down the postseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's getting interesting. We're kind of seeing a little bit more of who is going to become the Angels manager in 2020, uh, which is a weird way to say a year. It's it's weird, right? I sat down. I had one of those one of those moments where you really think about you know life and the world. And I was like, man, it's going to be 2020 soon. Then it's going to be 2021, 22. I know that's how years work, but it's just like 2020 is such a weird year for me. And I I guess that's maybe how people thought when the year turned to 2000, they're like, oh, it's 2001 or it's 2003. And then it was 2010. Uh, I was was relatively young in 2000. Uh, I was probably about five or six, if that's that's how that yeah, that can date me. But uh, anyway, uh, it's it's still weird that we're gonna be going into the 2020s soon, and then we'll have the 2028 World Series. That's that for some reason that was the one year that stuck out to me was like 2028 World Series champions, 2030 World Series champions. I just uh, it it baffled me. It, it it really freaked me out for a little bit, and then I calmed down and was like, oh wait. I'm still living in 2019. It's totally fine. But anyway, look, we're looking for a new manager in the 2020 era, and uh, I'm still fully behind Joe Madden. I will still forever be behind Joe Madden becoming the manager for the Angels, and I feel like that path is slowly opening up. But I I don't want to get into that just yet. I'm going to save that for after we talk a little postseason baseball because the last time I was talking, um, I believe, if, if memory serves me right, Either the wild card had just ended or the the Dodgers and Nationals were about to start their series. It was one of those two. Um, but here here's where we're at now. For those of you who are maybe just listening to this podcast just for the Angels managerial talk, which I appreciate you. You're, you're a, a unique class and you stick around for all the garbage in the beginning and then you go, you know what, I want to hear about the manager stuff. So thank you for sticking around. But anyway, uh, okay. So the Dodgers have been knocked out by the Nationals. This is the first time they've been knocked out of the NLDS since 2015 when they got knocked out by the Mets, who ended up losing in the World Series to the Royals. Uh, So for the Dodgers, this is honestly not surprising. Uh, This is what should have happened last season, but in the NLCS against the uh, Brewers. You go to the World Series in 2017, you play a great seven-game series against the Astros, a team that were... They still are better than you, in my in, in, in opinion. In, in all honesty, the, the Astros are a very, very good team. Um, and then you lose to the World Series. Tough, tough loss. Okay, whatever. It's fine. What should have happened, in my opinion, is the Dodgers should have lost to the Brewers in 2018 and then had that gap year of, okay, we didn't make the World Series in 2018. Okay, 2019, here we go. Recharged, ready to go. I feel like the Dodgers were kind of like, Oh, we're we're in the NLDS. Okay, well, uh, well, let's just go to the World Series again. It's like they keep hitting this wall, and this time, instead of breaking through that wall of like, okay, are they going to get knocked out? Okay, no, they didn't get knocked out. This time, they hit the wall hard, and they never got back up. The Nationals are a great team. They're managed very, very well by Dennis Martin, uh, Martinez. They've got a great starting rotation that consists of 
uh, Patrick Corbin, who was a big free agent get for the Nationals this season. Uh, Max Scherzer, obviously one of the best, if not the best pitchers in baseball. And Steven Strasburg, who, while he's battled a lot of injuries for the past couple seasons, has been playing very, very well. And we're starting to see that, that reason why he was taken number one overall. They lost Bryce Harper in the offseason, so everyone's like, oh, okay, well, you know, what are the Nationals going to do? They don't have Bryce Harper. They lost out on JT Real Muto. Okay, so they've got some good players, some good young players. Trey Turner, Juan Soto, and then Juan Soto turned out to be a fantastic baseball player. Arguably, he's only 20. Juan Soto's only 20. I'm 23. So that's just that's just at the level of where Juan Soto's at. He's He's 20 years old playing phenomenally at the major league level for the Nationals, filling in nicely as the face of the franchise, in my opinion. Uh, they've got a couple other great young players. Uh, um, I don't have them all written down, I'm going to be honest. But look, the Nationals are a very, very well put together team, even with some of their older vets like Ryan Zimmerman, Kurt Suzuki, uh, Howie Kendrick, who had a huge grand slam uh, against his former team, the Dodgers, a former Angel as well, so that kind of ties the podcast in. Uh, but they get production from everybody, you know, it doesn't really matter who it is. They they find production. They have a man. They have a uh, a bullpen that's that's stitched together with with pieces of 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 former of uh, pieces of of former closers, former relief pitchers, a couple former starters. Fernando Rodney jumps out to me. Daniel Hudson again, a former Dodger. Scott Doolittle, a former closer for the A's. He was traded to the Nationals in an effort to get them a better bullpen. And now, I mean. The Nationals are primed, in my opinion, to not only beat the Cardinals, but really put up a great fight against either the Na- uh, the Yankees or the Astros. We'll get into who I think it's going to be here in a couple minutes, but they're in a great prime position right now to not only sweep the Cardinals, which if Game 1 is any indication of the rest of this series, which I'll get into Game 1 here in a little bit, uh, we, we might be looking at a sweep in the NLCS, Um but uh, for the Nationals, they're a great team. They're primed. They're ready. They've got a great rotation. Anibal Sanchez, again, I'll get into the first game in a little bit. Anibal Sanchez had a great first start in the NLCS. And so right now, I think the Nationals are a favorite to win the World Series. I know that they initially were, but now even more. You know, they beat the Dodgers, who won 106 games this season, one of three teams to win over 105 games. Uh, I, I think right now the Nationals are the hottest team in baseball, and, and Potentially, they could really put up a great fight against the Yankees or the Astros. Now, speaking of the Yankees, they finished their se- or excuse me, finishing talking about the Astros. They finished their series against the Rays a little bit longer than maybe they wanted to go. I'm pretty sure everybody thought it was going to be a clean sweep for the uh, the the Astros, but they ended up going five games. So kudos to the Rays, who are a young team put together of a lot of uh, much like the the Nationals somewhat put together of a lot of discarded pieces from other teams. Uh, um, Andrew Meadows, I think his first name is oh, Austin Meadows, excuse me, Austin Meadows traded over from the Bra- uh, the, the pi- Pirates, Tommy Fan, a former Cardinal, um, uh, Travis Denard played for the Mets, played for the Dodgers, Eric Sogard played for the, uh, the A's. I mean, it's just like they're a, a hodge. They're, they're again, it's the same word. They're, they're a, a, a like a, 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 a piece together puzzle where you've got 16 different puzzle pieces to eight different puzzles, and you're trying to put together one puzzle, and for some reason, all the pieces fit perfectly. you got a puzzle from a, a dog in a basket. You've got a puzzle from an old Braves puzzle that you have for some reason that somebody bought because they thought you were a Braves fan. You've got another puzzle that's got cats on it, and you're putting it all together, and for some reason, the puzzle's putting it, – it's, it's contending. 
why is this puzzle playing so well? But it's it also has to do with their great young pitching. Uh, Tyler Glass now, another great young pitcher. Blake Snell has been great. Um, of course, uh, Charlie uh, Morton, who was a former Astro, helped them win the World Series. He's been phenomenal, uh, has really had a resurgence to his career with the Rays. They've got a great one, two, three. Of course, they got knocked out. The Astros are just a better team. They're, they're a much more complete team than the... Uh, um, then the the Rays and it was it, you saw it you know the, the the Astros handled the Rays no problem scored five runs in the first inning or four runs one of the two and and easily handled the Rays but very much kudos to the Rays I think that they are on the up in the uh, AL East it's a, a very winnable division it's really just the Yankees at this point because the Red Sox have taken a dive the Orioles will not be contending forever potentially and. Uh, uh, I think the the Blue Jays might slowly make their way up, but they still they have so many pieces. They got a great young core, but there's so many pieces away from really contending in that division. So right now, I think it could be the Rays and the Yankees for a little while here until the Yankees payroll starts to hit them hard. They start losing a couple guys due to free agency and just having to cut costs. So the Rays could be a potential playoff slash World Series contender every single season if they keep if they play their cards right. Speaking of the cards, they're playing the Nationals, the Cardinals. See how that worked? What a great transition. So the Cardinals lost uh, to the Nationals yesterday. So today is Saturday, so that was Friday. Um, Anibal Sanchez. I mean, what a phenomenal performance. Seven innings and two-thirds pitching. One hit baseball and five strikeouts. And uh, Scott Doolittle, I may have said Sean Doolittle. I meant Scott Doolittle. Uh, coming in and closing the door. Uh, got one strikeout, pitched one in one-third inning, was able to shut the door on the uh, Cardinals. Uh, offensively, they only had a they had, they had a couple hits. They had two, four, six, eight, ten hits. Not bad. Only two runs on ten hits. That's yeah, you know, you want maybe want a little bit more production from an offense that you know had a had a, a lot more production in the game against the Dodgers. I mean, I guess it's a little easier, a little harder to hit off of uh, to hit off the Cardinals starter uh, uh, Mike Mikolos Mikolos, however you say his name. Uh, he he also had a great game. He had seven strikeouts. He did give up seven hits and only one earned run, but uh, not a bad performance from uh, Mikolos or however you pronounce it. Um, I guess it's a little easier to hit off Clayton Kershaw in October than it is against Mike. But uh, I will say, though, um, for this series, my prediction, I, I think it goes five or six. I don't think the Cardinals in October can ever be sort of brushed off as like, ah, the Cardinals, ah, they're terrible. I remember when the Cardinals were good. I don't know why I'm using an accent, but this is my old-timey accent. I really wish, I hope I cut this out. But anyway, I probably won't. Uh, look, I, I, you can't count out the Cardinals. For some reason in October, they're always really, really good. Um, I, st- I think when they get a chance to go back, uh, or excuse me, they're still in St. Louis. When they get a chance to really, um, you know, they get Jack Flaherty on the mound. I was going to say when they get a chance to get back home, but I, I forgot that they're actually already at home. But look, the Nationals are, a gr- I mean, the Cardinals are a great team in October for some reason. And it's it's been seen several times over. I mean, you know, it, you you. It's they're a great squad. That's all I'm going to say. So I think this game goes five or six. And honestly, I still think the Nationals pull it off. Uh, and so I think the Nationals are my NL pick for the World Series. Now the Yankees and the Astros get started tonight, so that'll be Saturday. Um, and this series could go either way. The Yankees, really good pitching team or a really good hitting team. Uh, I would say the Astros have the edge in pitching, but the Yankees have really good pitchers. Um, and then for the Astros, they're probably the most complete team in the playoffs right now. They've got three great starters. They've got a solid bullpen. They've got the best starting nine in baseball. 
I mean, it's really hard to beat the Astros right now. I, I think the Astros are going to start to hit that sort of like, remember when the Giants were in the World Series and then not in the World Series and then made the playoffs and then, you know, like won the World Series or whatever. There was that stretch from like 2009 to 2016 when the Giants were in the playoffs and then they would get knocked out or they'd be in the playoffs and they were in the World Series and then they would make it to the World Series and then lose. That's, I feel like, what we're, we're that, that's that era for the Astros right now. They've got their their era of we're making the playoffs every season. Maybe we're not making the World Series every year, but when we're in the World Series, we're winning. And right now, I have to say it's tough to to bet against the Astros. Now, I'll be honest, I don't like the Yankees, but who does? Yankees fans. Um I, I just feel like the Astros just have more more of a complete team as opposed to the Yankees. I mean, I know that the Yankees are really good. I don't want to I don't want to brush off the Yankees at all. I'm very, very aware that they have got a great team. They've got a lot of fantastic players. Obviously, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Luis Servino. I mean, it doesn't matter who who I'm naming off. It's 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 the truth. They've, they're a great squad. Uh, but I just feel like the Astros and the Yankees will go down to seven, and I think the Astros will play the Nationals in the World Series. And at that point, I guess I'm going to go with the Astros. I just feel like the Astros have been there. The Yan- the Nationals haven't. Uh, obviously, the Nationals Nationals have proven that they can play at the big stage. But this is the biggest stage of the playoffs. It's okay if you beat the Brewers, whatever. You beat the Dodgers. That was going to happen. I feel like the Dodgers are getting to a point where they're going to have to make some decisions here. Um, and then now you, you're going to be facing the Cardinals, who are maybe sort of, you can say, just squeaked past the uh, the Braves. I thought the Braves were a much better team. I think Braves Nationals would be much more intriguing because the Braves are a young up-and-coming team, whereas the Cardinals are just kind of like, oh, whoa, we're in the NLCS. Okay, great. All right, let's go try to make the World Series now. You know, um, I I don't know. But Astros Nationals are my pick for the World Series, and I'm going with the Astros in six. I'm going to say in six. I think the Nationals steal two, but that's about it. Let's get into the managerial talk now um, so that I can uh, talk a little bit about who I think, um, not even who I think should be the Angels manager, it's Joe Madden, who I think should be the Angels manager, but maybe some of the other teams. Uh, There are two new names in the Angels hunt for a new manager. Now, I'm going to treat these as backup options if they don't get Joe Madden. That's that's what I'm going to say. These are two backup options for the Angels, and this should give you an idea of what kind of manager the Angels are looking for. They're looking for a man with with uh, um, an established career. They want a manager. They don't want to go with a first-time manager or a manager who's only ha- managed a handful of, of seasons. I guess you could say that with Brad Ausmus. He managed four seasons with the, the Twins. He was either four or, or with the Tigers. It was either four or five. And, um, you know, had mixed success, made the playoffs, then didn't, and then had a great season, and then didn't. You know, it was like 50-50 with with Brad Ausmus and has a bad season with the Angels. I already talked about Brad Ausmus last last episode. Go go listen to that if you want to hear my opinions on Brad Ausmus. But there are two new names in the search for a manager, and it is Buck Showalter, the former Yankees, Diamondbacks, Rangers, and Orioles manager, um, who I think is more suited for another team, which I'll get to. Um, but Buck Showalter's got an established career. He's managed with the tippy top of baseball royalty and the New York Yankees and the bottom of the barrel, just scraping it as much as you can in the Baltimore Orioles. So, you know, 
and, and to Buck Showalter's credit, the Orioles actually made the playoffs while he was uh, with the Orioles. So that that's you know that's the good credit to uh, Buck Showalter for making the Orioles contenders. Of course, now I can speak negatively about the Orioles because they're the worst team in baseball, and I don't know what's going to happen to them. But anyway, look, um, Brad Os- or excuse me, Buck Showalter has never reached the World Series, which is not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen a lot of first-time managers make the World Series. Dave Roberts, for example, A.J. Hinch. I mean, they've all made the World Series. It happens eventually. So I feel like Buck Showalter, while is a good backup option, is not necessarily, in my opinion, the best option for the Angels. I feel like it should be Joe Madden or um, not Buck Showalter. I know that, again, he's an established manager, yada, yada, yada. I get that. But I just there's just something about him that I'm just like, he just suits suits much better with a different team and so, while I, I would be okay if Buck Showalter was the manager for the Angels, perfectly fine with that. I just feel like he suits a different team that needs a manager. Uh, needs a manager, uh, and, and I'll mention that in a couple minutes here. So the other managerial candidate is John Farrell. John Farrell pitched for the Angels in two of his eight seasons, and then he became a coach. He was the pitching coach for the Red Sox in 2007, and then he left to go manage the Blue Jays in 2011 and 2012, um, and then came back to the Red Sox to be their manager, and he won. Uh, He was there for five seasons. He won three division titles and then won a World Series in 2013 and then was let go, and then Alex Cora came in and won a World Series in 2018. So... um, I like John Farrell. I mean, I feel like this fits a little bit better than Buck Showalter for some reason. I don't know why. And it's, it has nothing to do with Buck Showalter as a manager. I, I think Buck Showalter is a great manager. I just think he fits better with the Phillies. I'm just going to be completely honest. I think he fits better with the Phillies. And a guy like John Farrell, who's, you know, you can't even, like, compare the – Buck Showalter's got way more managerial experience. But for some reason, just like John Farrell, you know – the pit- pitching was an issue for the Angels, and a guy who's got a pitching background, I feel like, is a good fit. You know, he's 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 had success with the Red Sox. He's got two World Series rings. I mean, I, I like John Farrell as a backup option. If I were to put a list together of backup options for the Angels, which I'm not going to do because I'm already 17 minutes into this episode, so instead, um, I would say that John Farrell, if they miss out on Joe Madden, jump all over John Farrell because I just feel like Buck Showalter to the Phillies is a much better replacement uh, to Gabe Kapler than he would be to uh, Brad Osmus. And I just feel like John Farrell is a better backup option. I I, I don't know. It's just something about it. I I just, I feel like he's just a better choice to coach this team in 2020. So uh, other teams that are looking for managers, I've mentioned it a few times. Uh, Let's start out with the Cubs. The Cubs are looking for a new manager. I keep mentioning Joe Madden. The Cubs need a, a, a new head coach, a new skipper, um, they've talked to Joe Girardi. I know Joe Girardi has wanted to uh, ma- wanted to manage for a while. There was talks that he may have managed, maybe managing the Reds uh, when they were looking for a head coach. They didn't hire him, and now he's fighting for that Cubs job and possibly the job with the Mets as well. Um, I like Joe Girardi. I think he's again an established coach. Several playoff appearances, a World Series championship in two thousand nine, kind of got casted off in New York. They just everyone just wanted to move on from him and and. Aaron Boone is doing a great job. I thought Aaron Boone was going to be a terrible choice, but he's been phenomenal for the Yankees. They're one of the best teams in baseball. Of course, you know, they were good when Joe Girardi was there too, but, you know, I, I think Aaron Aaron Boone has just taken them a step further. He's one of those guys that, you know, maybe just on paper didn't look good, at least in my opinion, but really, he's been a great manager so far. Um, they've also, the Cubs have also interviewed uh, Carlos Beltran, who was a former Yankees player, so they're possibly looking at a brand new manager to come in and coach the Cubs which is interesting. Um, they've also looked at um, Joe Espada, who's the current 
uh, bench coach for the the uh, Astros. So the Cubs are looking for uh, another guy with experience. You know, Carlos Beltran does not have experience, but uh, you know, it seems like the Cubs are looking in the right place. I, I think you know, Joe Girardi, you're replacing a a phenomenal manager in Joe Madden, and now you've got you know an opportunity to come in and and kind of show everybody, hey, I I want to I want to coach again. I, I've got what it takes to coach again. And he's got options. I think there is definitely a market there for Joe Girardi. Um, the the Mets, uh, you know, what a shock would it be ha- if well, – not really a shock, but how interesting would it be if Joe Girardi goes from coaching the Yankees to coaching the, the crosstown rival in the Mets or the same city rival. I don't know where the, the – in terms of the latitude and longitude of where Shea State – or not even Shea State, even City Field is and uh, uh, Yan- or New Yankee Stadium, whatever the heck it's called. But anyway um, – so Joe Girardi, in my opinion, I'd love to see him coach the Mets just for that reason alone. But, you know, if he ends up on the Cubs, I think that's a great fit. Joe Girardi is a former Cub, played for them for a small amount of time. Uh, he's got a connection with the team. He's an established manager. It seems like the Cubs are taking a little bit more risks. They wanna, they're want they not afraid to go with the non-established manager as opposed to maybe the Angels who want to go with somebody who is. So I think either way, if they end up with the with Espara from the the Astros, the bench coach, or if they end up with Joe Girardi, or even if they take a risk on a new guy like uh, David uh, David Ross, who I think would be a great manager, or even uh, Carlos Beltran, who also would be great, or Raul Abanez, there's a lot of young new guys who are who are popping up. So a lot of options for the 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 Cubs and also the Mets. Uh, speaking of the Mets. They're obviously looking for a head coach. They've talked to Carlos Beltran. They've talked to everybody. Everybody's talking to everybody. So I found an article uh, that MLB.com posted, and it says, guess who is who, guessing who will fill eight manager openings. And I got to say, I agree with a hand, with a, a few of them, and then there's a couple that I don't agree with. Let's go with the ones that I agree with. First of all, Joe Madden to the Angels, 100% yes. I'm on that bandwagon. I'm not the only one on that bandwagon. We've got drinks. We've got food. Everyone join the Joe Madden to the Angels as the manager bandwagon, please, if you have not already. And if you haven't, what are you doing with your life? Get on the bandwagon. It's the way to go. So Joe Madden was the first one that popped up. And then uh, another one that I really liked, I didn't even think about, Ron Washington to the Padres. I think that's genius. Ron Washington is one of the best fielding coaches in baseball. He's got two of the best infielders on the left side of the infield in Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. I, I think he turns the – I don't know what he can do with the uh, with the Padres. He's had success with the Rangers, took them to two World Series appearances – and then, you know, he was fired. But uh, I think Ron Washington, the Padres, give him an opportunity to manage again. It'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see what Ron Washington could do with the Padres. I love that move. Uh, another one that I really liked is Buck Showalter, the Phillies. I mentioned that. I didn't even think about it until I saw the article. I was like, oh, man, Buck Showalter going to the Phillies is genius. That's perfect. He, he's a guy who can establish a culture there. He can rein in the 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 big personality that is Bryce Harper, who I still think is a not worth at all any of the money that he was paid. But, uh, uh, I mean, this is an opportunity now for the Phillies to really kind of settle down a little bit as a team and get back into contention. I mean, you know, credit to Gabe Kapler. He managed the Phillies when they were, you know, kind of like still – up and coming, but we're not going to make the playoffs. And then they were battling in the wild card for a little bit. They got JT Realmuto. They got Gene Segura. They've got, uh, they had a great, I mean, Aaron Nola is one of the best young pitchers in baseball. Um, they still missing a couple pieces. They thought Bryce Harper coming in would help, but it didn't. They only actually won one more game than they won last season, which, I mean, I get it, you know. And I think there's definitely a market for Gabe Kapler. 
he could go and manage at the minor league level again, or he can go into the front office. He was a front office guy for the Dodgers for a little while. He can definitely go and manage as a bench coach or a hitting coach. There's a lot of a lot of opportunities for Gabe Kapler to uh, to find uh, a job again in 2020. And I, I like Gabe Kapler a lot. I, I really, when the Dodgers were looking for a manager, he was one of the guys that I thought would be a good fit, and they ended up going with Dave Roberts. But you know, Gabe Kapler could could really find uh, a home somewhere as in a different situation or maybe even with a di- for sure with a different team, but maybe in a different position. Uh, another one that I really liked is Joe Girardi to the Mets. I mentioned that earlier. And then Mike Matheny to the Royals. I, I, I that's, that's one that snuck up on me that I had to think about for a little bit. I was like, you know, Mike Matheny going to the Royals could be a, a great fit. It could be a, a really great fit for, um, for Kansas City. They're not going to contend this season. They're looking to kind of just, you know, they're looking to just stay somewhat can can stay somewhat competitive. I mean, I guess you know they still need to fill seats and and whatnot. And I, I like Mike Matheny. I, I think you know he didn't have a whole he he didn't have necessarily the the same prestigious career that everyone maybe would have thought he would have had when he was with the Cardinals that he'd taken over for Tommy Larusa, um, and then you know having to come in and fill shoes like that. And to Mike Matheny's credit, I I think. Getting another opportunity to manage with the Royals, a team that really there's no expectations for. You know, if he happens to win 70 games next season, uh, that's a win. That's great for the Royals. That's okay. We're making some some real good progress. Mike Matheny might be our guy. So uh, I, I like Mike Matheny going to the uh, going to the Royals. Um, one that uh, there's there's a couple others. Um, there is uh, some that I just you know whatever am whatever on uh, uh, Bannister. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to remember. I'm I'm trying to remember his first name, uh, but he was somebody who was thrown out there for the, um, for the the Pirates. They they're looking on a, a looking for a new manager. Of course, Clint Hurdle was fired, so I think the Pirates should go with um, somebody who's a little more established. Um, the <clears throat> the Padres I mentioned, um, Ron Washington would be great. If not, Rob Barajas would be awesome. Uh, the the Cubs they they said uh, Esparza uh, Espada, excuse me, for the Cubs. But I really like the Cubs going with somebody else. I like Espada for um, a different position um, as opposed to managing the Cubs. I-, I like him a little bit more in, let's say, like um, like the Giants or maybe even the Pirates. I-, I think the Cubs should go with somebody new. Give them a fresh face at the managerial position. Um, I-, I like Espada. Don't get me wrong. I know I said a couple minutes ago, I was like, Espada would be a great fit, and I still believe that. But I'd like to see Dave, Dave, uh, David, Rob- David Ross get an opportunity to manage or you know, get to see like a new manager jump in there to a a, a big organization like that. But all right, well, I, I'm I, that's that for right now is the managerial news and 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 stuff that I wanted to cover for today. So I, I think that's going to end the show. The Yankees will take on the the Rays. Jeez, the Yankees will take on the Astros tonight, and uh, we're in for a great rest of the postseason. Um, and with that, I think I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate uh, the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Um, my social media is at intern underscore Phil. Please tweet at me. I'd like to get a little fan or like a little listener engagement, you know, see if we can get some questions. If you have any questions, let's throw them out there. Um, and with that, if you're interested in pot in, in advertising on the show, contact believe at believe.com. I keep saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it more and more. We've got more great shows 
on this network that you need to go check out. Uh, they cover numerous topics. Uh, 49ers fans, Eric Davis, former Super Bowl corner, he does a show. It's a fantastic show. He's got a great rapport with his co-host. Um, obviously, I mentioned last week the GCU show. That's a little closer to my heart because I worked with the guys who host it. So go check out Havoc's Hangout on the Believe Network. We've got shows about The Bachelor and probably The Bachelorette, Overwatch, um, what are some other ones that I saw that I didn't mention? Uh, LSU, uh, college football is coming up. Uh, Oklahoma versus Texas is going to be awesome. We probably have shows on both both schools. We've got a show on Washington State. I think uh, Ryan Leaf is doing one of those. So shout out to Ryan Leaf for doing a, a great podcast on this network. Um, so with that, go check out the podcast. Subscribe to this one on iTunes and and follow us on on Spotify. Follow Believe on all their net on their. All of their social media accounts, I'm still rambling. Follow me at intern underscore Phil. With that, I'm going to call it a podcast next week. We'll talk more about the managerial updates. We'll talk more maybe looking into the offseason, get you caught up on the postseason. And I want to say thank you very much for tuning in. I love doing this, and I love talking baseball, and I'm happy that I get to do it on a great network like Believe and get an opportunity to talk to you and get your feedback. Tweet at me. Yell at me. I don't care. I want some, some sort of feedback. So anyway, with that, I want to say thank you for listening. I'm still terrible at wrapping this show up. Uh, and with that, I'm going to say have a great rest of your weekend, and let's have a great week next week, I guess. I don't know why I'm turning into a uh, – I'm, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm continuing this too long. Goodbye, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.